Let's do this before my head implodes. That's what she said? Implodes? Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with an I-0-S. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with an I-0-S, and get signed up for one of the support levels. Oh, wow. How you doing? Uh, not, not too bad. I, I mean, I've been sleeping weird. Like last (laughs) night I stayed up until 9am. Oh, wow. Uh, That's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like really obsessed with doing this project I was doing. Wow. Um, for free and, uh, no money. So yeah. Uh, that's the kind of thing that goes through my brain. Um, when I'm stressing out about having to start school again next week. Well, it is spring break here. Is it there? I don't know. I believe so. Well, no, because St. Patrick's Day week was finals. So oh. should I take my shirt off for that? <laughs> sure. No. Um, no. I feel like someone punched like me in the head. If you want to see Andrew take shirt off, uh, support us at our Patreon at Patreon. Yeah, I feel like someone punched me in the middle of my head because my sinuses have been hurting badly for the last two days. Ah leading to massive headaches. Uh, that doesn't sound good. Are you like taking anything for that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of a leave cold and sinus or a leave D as we call it. So I'm always like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to take the D because <laughs> it's the D it's funny. Um, <laughs> And then I stacked some Tylenol on that and some other things. So, you know, it's funny when you have to say it's funny. Yeah, it's totally funny. Uh, and yeah, and I, I feel terrible still. So. Oh, good. I was able good. to choke down some food tonight. So, hey, we're things are looking up. Well, lucky for us. Um, well, I don't know if lucky is the right word. Uh, we have an easy podcast. I forgot to start the timer again. We've been doing it about two and a half minutes probably um you know just going three hard. minutes going hard i had to start my recording right when we started because i had closed audacity so we're, we're about three minutes in good to know um yeah. then that makes things easier i had the uh, audacity to reopen it <laughs> god that's a dumb joke well, that's it for Naming Nineties. That's a that's a Forever. that's yeah that's a series wrap on Naming Nineties. Uh, uh, no, what well, else? That, I mean, we appreciate you um, get, going through your sinus pains on camera. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, I made a joke about Will Smith's wife. 
<laughs> wow. Why? That's, oh, that's how my face smacked. hurts. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, what a time to be alive, dude. Yeah, I saw I saw a good one today, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. Oh, because uh, you know, open hand slap looks like he's doing shooting paper for rock paper scissors. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, that's so. That's why paper beats rock. <laughs> I know, it's it's a complicated situation in the sense that, yeah, probably punching or sorry, slapping someone on live national television. Probably not the best uh, example to be setting, but at the same time, I think there's an element of like, oh, it turns out you can't just say whatever you want about anyone without any consequence, you know? Yeah. And well, I mean, I'm surprised we're talking about it because it happened last Sunday. Um, yeah, true. It's now Friday. Today's April Fool's Day. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. Like the, the Sunday night, I was like, hmm. Uh, this is why you don't have a podcast that comes out on Monday. Yeah, true. Like, like that's, you how you stay stuff. that's how you stay relevant. Um, and then I was like, wow, what a very jaded way to look at a, a, <laughs> a cultural event in which one man slapped another man. You're like, man, television. we could have podcasted on this. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, uh, I, I think I even tweeted it. I'm like all the Monday morning po- or all the Monday morning podcasters being like, oh man, why do we release on Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's always of, kind of a crap show over there. Yeah. Speaking of stuff uh, that is leaving this Monday, Szechuan sauce is back. Did you hear about that? I sure did. Cause someone that I do a podcast with told me about it. Oh, nice. Um, I guess that would be me. Uh, yeah, so you may remember one of our earlier episodes, we did a food test on Szechuan sauce um, from McDonald's. Uh, Szechuan sauce was a 1997-98 um, movie tie-in with the Mulan animated movie that came out. Um, and then uh, it it, it, it 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 stole our hearts and then left and never came back until oh. tw- 20, I want to say 2016 season three, Rick and Morty premiere. Yeah. Um, with where Rick starts yelling out, I-, I want that Mulan McNugget sauce, Morty. Um, in his mind, he goes to a McDonald's and orders as much, uh, Szechuan sauce as he could. Um, which then led to a toxic fan base to then, um, get McDonald's to bring it back because McDonald's being McDonald's, they're like, huh, there's a large rabid uh, community <laughs> wanting yeah. Szechuan sauce Let's back. do it. Let's do it without consulting, without making a promo with, with Rick and Morty, by the way. Uh, the reason why there was even interest in this sauce. And uh, much to their surprise, the toxic fandom came out in droves and was toxic. Yeah, well, what a surprise. Shocking turn of events. I've, who could have saw that coming? Um, I always remember the, the guy, with, like uh, the short Asian guy that like, takes off his shirt and then uh, like starts jumping up and down and then rolls around on the floor yelling, I'm Pickle Reek. Wow. Um, yeah. But um, then they, they brought it back a second time. A second time I was actually able to get some. And now this is the third time, or technically the fourth time yeah. they brought it well, back. Well, last time you had it, it was kind of old, right? Yeah, so I sent, so I had a lot of it left over from last time, 
because, well, a McDonald's near where I live isn't must not be populated by Rick and Morty fans, right? So on the last day that it was available last time, uh, the guy the guy behind the counter was like. Yeah, you know, you seem to be the only one coming in here daily and buying this McNugget sauce. And I'm like, oh, really? I, I thought everyone knew about it. And he's like, nah, just like me and you, man. And I'm like, and he's like, do you want to buy more than just the, the <laughs> ones that you have? You have a secret Szechuan connection? <laughs> well, I was like, I will take 20. <laughs> and so that's how, how, long, how long had it been sitting last time we did this? At least a year or two. Um, probably like a year. Probably a year. So and this then, time... What? It all, I also mailed it to you. Right. And it was warm and you left it in your truck. <laughs> yeah, sure. So this time we're having fresh one fresh. sauce. That was that. <laughs> How long have you had that one in the chamber? <laughs> uh, three or four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for, for the fresh one moment. <laughs> There's only one. There's only this one is one of the one. ASMR podcasts that we are now doing. Yes. Um, so we did it. We brought it. We brought it back a second time to the podcast. Oh, Andrew got the full text. I have the S Z. Yeah. I got um, in here, man. Oh, you got yeah, more than got, one. Wow. Yeah, I got five. I didn't realize you wanted five. Well, I have five now. I mean, they were and 10 cents each. Mine were 25. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, they made me buy food with mine. That's fair. Maybe so, that's why you. That's maybe that's why. Like mine. We're was doing like, this just because you could buy five a la carte for twenty five. We're cents. doing this just because we can. Essentially, yeah. Um, there is no Mulan. It's more of a. It's more of a, like a throwback. I. I think it might have been like an April Fool's thing. I don't know. It came back yesterday, which was the thirty first of March, and it's leaving on Monday. Um, the air fried nuggies. Fourth of April, which is hopefully when you're listening to this right now. Yeah, that had a crunch to it. Yeah, I air fried this mofo. Shall we? Yeah, let's let's do it. Right. Szechuan sauce taste test. Has, it's do. got a a soy nose to it. Oh yeah, it's not as liquidous as it was last time. Yeah, the texture was all wrong. Yeah, this one's more like a. A mint and jelly texture. With my cold McNuggets. I should have air fried when you said you were air frying. Certainly better than whatever that, uh, like uh, the Dunkaroos with the jizzy frosting. Mm hmm. What's interesting you say that about the jizzy Dunkaroos? Um, If our if our podcasters are interested, a couple episodes from now we may be trying Dunkaroo's cereal if it's still in stores by the time we get our lazy selves to to yep. hunt it down. I saw the Dunkaroos at Walmart. Really? Yeah, in the aisles, like the checkout stations. I didn't realize that they were selling them at Walmart. They're there, man. Huh. I hate Walmart. Because it's like a 7-Eleven exclusive, as far as I was aware. Yeah, the 7-Eleven where the guy was barfing on the sidewalk with no shirt on when I went to look for mine. <laughs> oh, I thought you were describing the 7-Eleven near where I got punched in the face by a houseless man. <laughs> houseless, right. Uh, while in the middle of a fancy restaurant on a first date. 
Uh, but that's a story for another time. What do you think about the Szechuan sauce this time around? It's pretty good. It's pretty salty. That's that MSG, baby. Mm, yeah. I don't think there's MSG in this, but um, it's well, there's glutamic acid, sodium benzoate. That's a preservative. Is this really Szechuan, or is it just Asian flavored sauce? It's does it's more like a it's a like a teriyaki sauce. Yeah. If we're being honest. Um no, because Szechuan cooking's like super spicy. Yeah, true. Glutamic acid. Which is different from monosodium glutamate. Is it? Slightly. It might be a component. You're more sciencey than I am in the biologies oh it's used for umami flavoring oh so it is msg <laughs> yeah pretty much <clears throat> i mean hey msg tastes good man all right so how many mulans out of 10 would you give the sauce mm-hmm. i'll give it a seven a seven I, I mean, yeah, it was never something like something that you should have taken your shirt off and rolled around on a dirty McDonald's floor complaining that you couldn't get some. But I, I like I, I still think it's like top three McDonald's um, McNugget sauces, like hot mustard. I guess the classic barbecue, the tangy barbecue. Oh, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then probably the Szechuan. So McDonald's keep it. Don't be, don't be weird about it. Don't, don't, it's not pork prices. Don't have to go down so you can sell it like the McRib. Just bring it back. And also don't do it through the app because I had to go through the drive through like an idiot, even though I was told not to. And I ordered the sauce and he's like, twice we, we have it, but you can't get it through the drive through. And I was just like, right. Okay. Well, I'll take the six piece nuggets. So I'm in the drive through and I order five sauces for Uh 53 cents. Uh Uh-huh. And I drive around, guy comes out, we can't sell you just the sauce. So you have to make another order with food. So I ordered four McNuggets with Szechuan sauce, and he brought me all five of them. What happened to the order where you paid for 53 cents for the sauce? Well, that was, they gave me five with my next order. Gotcha. And then I got barbecue with the other ones. And now I feel nauseated because I haven't eaten for like a whole day, and I now I've eaten oh, way too much fast food. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Um... Uh, yeah uh i yeah i would maybe eight mulans out of out of ten wow um, yeah well i, I was mean, gonna go with eight but then one of them got canceled so <laughs> oh yeah that's fair maybe seven and a half shall we get into it let's do it why don't you tell us what was going on in april of 1992 travel back with me listeners if you will to april of 1992 <laughs> Uh, on the first, the NHL players begin the first strike in its 75-year history, and it lasts 10 days. Were they arguing over that uh, shadow that follows the puck? <laughs> uh, I believe that was 1995. Right. Uh, on the f- also on the first, Billy Idol. Do you know who Billy Idol is? Is he related to American Idol? Yes. Uh, I believe he's <laughs> the nephew American Idol. Billy Idol is an 80s rocks pop rock star. Yeah. 
Yeah. White Wedding, I believe, is a song that he does that I always right. feel like. I know it. Is this racist? <laughs> um, yes, it is. And he's fined $2,000 for a misdemeanor battery of a woman. For some That's reason, not enough. <laughs> For some reason, I feel yeah, that that. <laughs> for some reason, thing. I think I was planning on coming back to that and like adding more information, but I didn't. And now it's been two weeks since I looked any of this up. Uh, and for some reason, I thought he got charged with possession of uh, marijuana. So, wonder which episode that's going to pop up on. On the second, mafia boss John Gotti is found guilty of five murders on top of a bunch of other charges, including conspiracy to murder loan sharking, tax evasion, bribery, and illegal gambling. Why wow. do I, I keep going up? <laughs> what a bad dude. I am not going to make a comment in case he's still either A, alive, or B, connected <laughs> to the mafia. Uh, on the fifth, Sam Walton, founder of Walmart, dies at 74. Hey, you were talking about Walmart moments ago. Rip in peace. Yeah, rip in peace. Not to the max, not to the least. <laughs> Just in peace. Um, on the sixth, Isaac Asimov dies from kidney failure at seventy-two. Man, I cannot intone a down inflection. Is it? Uh, isn't one of the Will Smith movies inspired by one of his books? I believe it's I Am I Legend. Robot. No, I Robot. Yeah, yeah. No, I, am, yeah. I Am Legend was based off of. It was like a else. zombie sort of apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, something or another, but. Uh, yeah, but that, that was Asimov. also kind of obsessed with robots. Yeah. On the ninth, Panamanian dictator Manuel Noriega is found guilty of eight out of 10 drug and racketeering charges by the U.S. federal court. Uh, on the 10th, Daisy Ridley is born. Do you know who Daisy Ridley is, Andrew? Is she related to Ridley Scott? Wait, that's not how names work. <laughs> but oddly enough, she is. No. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? No, what is she from? She is Ray in the new Star Wars trilogy. Oh, you know, I think I did know that actually. Yeah. I uh, couldn't stop thinking about Ridley Scott. <laughs> what, what is Ridley Who's Scott known for? Now dead, I believe. What? One of the Scott brothers is dead. They were brothers? Yes. Isn't he? Aren't there two? I don't think so. Ridley Scott's like an English film director. And producer. He has a. He has. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Brother. Yeah, he Tony did some Scott movies that I like. Oh, Top Gun. Definitely in your wheelhouse. Wait, which one? Tony or. Tony. Tony. He also did uh, Deja Vu, I think, with. Oh, he, he does a lot of Denzel movies, which I love. Man on Fire, Enemy of the State. Oh, uh, he also yeah. Did Beverly Hills Cop 2. Tony Scott, I believe, is dead. That makes sense. Ridley Scott is alive. Yeah, Tony yes. Scott's a good director. Uh, so is Ridley Scott. Well, yeah, I know, but I just want to see. I haven't seen as many of his movies. I guess is my uh, point. Yes, I, I guess in, the, in the weird niche of Andrew only watching Denzel Washington movies, Tony Scott is his director. I mean, whereas the rest of us who have seen like The Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Blade Runner, Alien, Alien Blade Runner, The, the Martian. Martian. Uh, uh, Thelma else? and Louise. Oh, American Gangster with Denzel Washington. The terrible uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant movies. Oh, G.I. Jane. That weird Robin Hood moderate, like 
dark, gritty reboot of modern of Robin Hood. Did you say G.I. Jane? Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> I didn't know that. All the stuff's just tying right back into Will Smith. And does a Will Smith movie from 2015. You keep you keep G.I. Jane <laughs> out of your up and mouth. Um, uh, oh, he did, he yeah. did the 2001 Hannibal. So they're both pretty prolific. Matchstick uh, Man, we watched that in theaters. Yeah. Uh, with Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. And was that Leo in that? I don't remember. Wasn't that Catch Me If You Can? Well, uh, yes. Sam Neill. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Oh, my computer is having a panic attack. Ah. And what's her name? Yeah, so they both directed a lot of movies. and They're both actually really good. Yeah. One more than the other, but they're both good. Yeah. Uh, I got that one in there. Uh, on the 11th, the IRA bombs the London Financial District, killing three. On the 12th, the second lowest scoring NBA game since the introduction of the 24 second shot clock, uh, currently fifth lowest, uh, occurs. Pistons uh, win 72 over the Knicks with 61. Did any of that make sense to you? Yes. Yes, it did. I didn't know about the shot clock, but. Uh, so apparently they didn't have a 20, like they didn't have a shot clock back in the day. So basketball was more like soccer. You could just stand around, like pass it for yep. hours and tie at zero. Yep. Pretty cool. much. And then fall over when someone looks at you. And now it's one of the most high scoring games in professional sports. Yeah, true. Uh, also on the 12th, Euro Disney opens in France. I didn't know that was a thing. You didn't? Oh. No. Yeah. Uh, Euro Disney, Tokyo Disney, and then the two in the States. I want to say there was a China Chinese park that was going to open in the Hong Kong area, but it never, either it never did or it's no longer uh, in existence. Uh, on the 13th, Crystal Pepsi begins test marketing. Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? It was the clear Pepsi, right? Yes. Good memory. Um, but the, the other thing is, um, it's like they're they're like let's make a more like intense version of Pepsi, so we call it Crystal Pepsi. Like, isn't that what they do with meth? <laughs> well, uh, well, well, we'll have more on Crystal Pepsi later in the episode. You do some Crystal? Oh yeah, Pepsi. You just pull out a Pepsi, just like I mean, it's <laughs> the same. It's the same as the Coke joke. Do you want to do some? Do you want some Coke? That's what it is. They're trying to get in on that. Beat. Yeah. On the 18th, Chloe Bennett is born. She's best known as Daisy or whatever her actual name is on the or Sky slash Daisy on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she was also, a, fun fact, a Chinese pop star before um, coming over to the States. Really? Coming back to the States. She's half Chinese. Uh, on the 24th, Joe Carey is born, best known as... Stranger Things and as Stranger guy. Things and that guy from Free Guy. No, he's he he's not the older brother. He's Steve Harrington. That's that's the name in Stranger Things. Uh, he's his acting career is starting to take off. On uh, oh. the twenty seventh, Kirby's Dream. Also, Stranger Things coming back. I believe this month. Never seen it. I. Well, if you like nostalgia, which is why you're listening to this podcast, you'd probably like Stranger Things, except it's nostalgia for the 80s. Andrew doesn't like nostalgia. He's just here for the ride. I don't like anything, to be <laughs> fair. I mean, we know this. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you'd like it, which means you probably like it. Possibly. Yeah, that's fair. Like anything I think you'd like, you 
most likely wouldn't <laughs> like. Uh, on the 27th, Kirby's Dreamland is released on the Game Boy, which is interesting because a new Kirby game just released on the Switch. Uh, on the 29th, a jury acquits LAPD officers on charges of excessive force in the beating of Rodney King, sparking the 1992 Los Angeles riots, commonly referred to as the Rodney King riots. That's a nice just verdict there for you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't remember if it was in an episode previously or an episode coming up, but it comes back around. On the 30th, uh, the Nickelodeon time capsule was buried at Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida, and not to be opened until 2042, which was a big thing at the time. If the world is still here. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, it's now, I think its home is somewhere in uh, Burbank right now. Uh, it's traveled far. And also, sometime this month, Amazing Spider-Man number 361 comes out, which is the first appearance of Carnage, which was a symbiote in the, the new Venom movie that no one wants. Well, a lot of people like the Venom movies, which I think are dumb, so Andrew will like it. Uh <laughs> It's it's a Denzel. It's very Denzel. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, TV premiering or ending um, in whatever April, April uh, 1992. Three hours of sleep uh, on the sixth. Barney and Friends premieres on PBS, and on the 18th, Nick News with Linda Ellerby premieres on Nickelodeon. That's dumb. Why? Seems dumb. It's not. It was actually a very good program that like really helped focus on uh, children, like learning stuff about the AIDS, AIDS crisis. Um, I think what was the other like uh, they there were like specials where or not specials episodes that they where they would sit like children down and do roundtables and ask like what do you think about homeless people and because you I think I say, thought this was something different. Oh okay. No, it was it was it was very groundbreaking and uh, kind of one of one of the many things that made our early era of Nickelodeon quality content for kids. Uh, also, ending uh, on all on the twenty fifth, and all on ABC. Oh, I was getting it mixed up with the stupid like news segment from all that. <laughs> oh, with Lori Beth Ginberg, Ginsburg. Yeah. No, that Denver. is Dinberg. Yes. Uh, no, that, that is completely different. Yeah. That's what I had in my mind for some reason. <laughs> I was like, well, that sounds dumb. Although I, I, I liked, I liked that. I preferred, uh, the French with Keenan when he's like Keenan, like French Keenan in a bathtub. Oh and yeah. With like rubber ducky and something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. I remember that. And, and he would say like offensive, like kid offensive, st- uh, statements in French. Uh, ending April 1992 on the 25th growing pains. Who's the boss and the Cosby show all ending on the 25th. So a lot of eighties shows that played over into the nineties and in the box office on the third, we have Beethoven, which was a dog movie. So Andrew (laughs) doesn't like it. True. And on the 10th, we have Fern Gully, the last rainforest. Uh, are you familiar with Fern Gully, the last ring? Yeah, I think we had to watch it in school once. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, 
Was it to compare it to Avatar? No, I think it was probably to raise awareness about uh, destruction of the rainforest. That's fair. On the Billboard charts, number one for April 1992 in from March and for the first three weeks in April is Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. Uh, For the last week and out all the way to June is Jump by Criss Cross. Criss Cross with two Ks. Yes. Fun fact, his middle name is Kyle. Oh, Uh, dear. Uh, for the first that uh, that was bad I'm sorry everyone for the first week of April 1992 uh, continuing on for the first week in April 1992 number two is Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton number three is Remember the Time by Michael Jackson number six is I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred number five which should have become before number six it might be seven To Be With You by Mr. Big not the one from Sex and the City <laughs> Chris uh, yeah, my my note is you'd recognize it if you'd heard it. I don't think I would. Uh, on the number eight, Make It Happen by Mariah Carey. Number nine is I Can't Dance by Genesis. Number 10 is Beauty and the Beast by Celine Dion. And Peebo Bryson is what I have written. Uh, number 14, Ain't Too Proud to Beg by TLC. Number 22, One by U2. And at number 24, we have Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Why is that on the 1992 list, Andrew? Which one? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Uh, Re-release? Because of... (laughs) I can't remember. It was in a a movie. It was in a movie. It's the intro to a movie that uh shrek's voice actor was in and it's mike not, myers yes and it's not austin powers because it's 1992 they're mike. rocking they're rocking out to it in a gremlin an actual gremlin uh a car that i am constantly made fun of for thinking i've seen on the road uh i don't i don't know Wayne's World. It was the intro to Wayne's uh, World. Okay, that's fine. I know you've never seen it, but eh, haven't you? We've talked about it a few times. Going and, back to this Chris Cross, yes. Chris Kyle Cross thing. It's not his middle name. I know, but it reminded <laughs> me of something. There was a a car like dealership that specialized in, you know, like classic cars that were all fixed up. It was called Compact Car Corner. It was like on ninety nine in in Linwood. And okay. but it was all spelled with K's, and I'm like, why? Whoa. Why do you need the initials for your business to be KKK? That side of Linwood. Yeah, Makes I thought that, I always thought that was a little suspect. Like, really? It's gone now. But thank God. And now let's go to Brandon for the Namely '90s Minute. Welcome back to our new mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 hitting theaters, we are looking back at the video game it was based on, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a 1992 platforming game for the Sega Genesis, but it should also be noted that there was an 8-bit version made for both the Sega Master System and the Game Gear with different levels and features and is therefore considered a different game. The 16-bit game for the Genesis is considered the definitive version. Off the success of the first Sonic game, yet again Sonic must chase down Dr. Robotnik and stop him from stealing the seven Chaos Emeralds. 
Robotnik, or Eggman as the original Japanese games called him, needs the Chaos Emeralds to power his space station, the Death Egg, which makes more sense if his name was Dr. Eggman, right? The game is best known for introducing Little Brother mode with a playable second character, Sonic's new sidekick, Miles Tails Prower. While Tails is technically a playable character, he is unable to lose a life or even keep up with Sonic as they blow through the stage. Thus, it's colloquially known as Little Brother mode because kids gave the second controller to their annoying little brother who was unable to understand what was going on, making them think they're playing and contributing to the win. Upon release, the game sold out of its initial run of 3.2 million cartridges in under two weeks, and as of November 1993, it was considered the best-selling 16-bit video game of all time. Over the years, it has been ported to many different consoles, either as a solo game or as part of a collection, with phone and handheld ports as well. It is estimated that the game has sold over 8.2 million copies during its lifetime. And that's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now, back to the show. Anywhere you want to go. Mmm, boy, this is... Whew. I think there's a lot of stuff. There is. Uh, it's also 1992. Uh, something about John Kerry. Uh, I surprisingly had a lot to say about Nick Joe News with Linda Kerry. L. With me. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I really thought it was that thing from all that. Yes. Um, I mean, let's talk about Fern Gully because I remember watching this in school and I okay. don't remember the whole premise or whatever. I feel like mm. there was a small, everyone was tiny and they were destroying the rainforest. And by they, I mean like large, scary Disney machines. Pretty much. Uh, although I don't believe it's a Disney movie. Uh, it's, it sure. is, it's a 1992 animated musical fantasy film. Uh, 20th Century Fox. And um, the Tim Curry's in it. Uh, Christian Slater. Robin Williams. Uh, those are like the three voice talents they got. Um, it's set in the Australian rainforest, which is inhabited by fairies, including Krista with a C. <laughs> Uh, who accidentally shrinks a young logger named Zach right, to the size yes. of a fairy. Together, they rally the fairies and the animals of the rainforest to protect their home from the loggers and Hexus, a malevolent pollution entity. Um, I just felt like it always showed like these really aggressive machines like belching out really dark smoke and like being all scary. Which looked like, like 1950s era Disney machines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, so I had this on VHS, um, and watched it a lot and then completely forgot about it until people Wait, brought it. Yes. Is this why you drive a hybrid now? Yes. This, this <laughs> is the single reason why I drive a hybrid. Not because, uh, every city around me is 30 miles away. Um, but, I, I like how it says Wayne young, the film's producer said the film was blatantly environmental. Like, yes. is that not okay? Well, that's half of a, that's, I half, know, half I know, but like there's the way that that's worded. It has an implication to it. You know what I mean? He well, says, the, though it made an effort to avoid preaching, the, but the, blatantly the environmental is it. That's pretty. The implication is to, to make it seem bad making the last part of the sentence good because it did avoid, it did ride that line between being like soapbox uh, soapboxing versus uh, or preaching versus just like this is what's going on and but you that's should like be saying concerned. that's like saying 
you're ugly, but I like your tie. You know, it just seems kind of, I don't know. And like he worked on the movie. It just seems weird the way that he worded it. I I mean, I think it's like, um, yeah, I don't, I, it's, yeah, I see, I see your point, but you understand what he's going for, right? You're just, you're just poking fun. No, I think he worded it really badly. I think they use the word blatantly, like, implies it gives it a negative implication well i mean people people don't like being preached to in their movies which they which the connotation yeah, but if it's is blatant it is preachy that's right. my point like he's i don't know i just don't think he chose i, I think he didn't get the right message across with that choice think, of word i mean i, I it's like if there was a vegan all environmental carries like an environmental message carries like a, a, a weight of, Oh, someone's going to tell me what to do and I don't want to do what they're going to tell me. I mean, you could uh, say something like it's, you know, the film was had in, had themes of environmentalism. Well, no, I, I think, I think he was going for, it is in your face about being an environmental environmental or environmentalism and uh it just kind of uh equals out to it it. so uh, honestly what they're saying is we wanted to talk about the uh, we wanted to talk about the environment but we didn't have the guts to actually tell you not to do bad things to the environment so now it's kind of wishy-washy pretty much i mean have we saved (laughs) has our generation has our generation didn't save the environment yet no Uh, yeah exactly was wally blatantly environmental but non-preachy or is it preachy it's a little oh, preachy. I don't know. I've never actually seen Wally. Oh, apparently, it's an environmentalism movie. <laughs> oh, or I what mean, was the other one? Um, I'm the Lorax. Yes, which I think about Doctor Seuss. Borax, which is boric acid. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because it comes sold the as borax. borax. <laughs> uh, I need to use the restroom. I'm sorry. I, You're fine. Can, can can we pause? Well, don't pause no, anything. Just leave dead that air. in. Dead leave air. That in. Just dead air. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'll you know be here, editor. If you do that, I am going to be so. Real <laughs> <laughs> oh, highbrow entertainment here, folks. Yeah. Um. I I had the McPlant for dinner along with those the chicken McPlant? nuggies. Yes, the McPlant is what it's called. It's so. essentially the same stuff they make dog food out of, just so you know. Uh, you know, that, that would explain why it's <laughs> running through my system like that. <laughs> uh, and so, Fern, Fern Gully, <laughs> I think we got hung up on. <laughs> You're really ugly, <laughs> but I like your tie. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think we're, we're at an impasse on that. Uh, but I, I, I remember really loving Fern Gully as a kid. Um, I think I only saw it once, so I don't have like a strong feeling either way, but I do remember it, which means something that does. That is, that's more than more than we can ask for on name. <laughs> uh, what about crystal Pepsi? So I never, I don't recall it ever existing, but granted I was four at the time. Yeah. Like the concept seems kind of cool, but it would be kind of off putting to, not be the right color, but still kind of tastes like Pepsi, wouldn't it? So you think that, um, but what they did was let's just try to make something clear. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. It's a clear soft drink. It's made by PepsiCo. Um, it, uh, the absence of the caramel color 
made it less acidic taste. Excuse me, less acidic tasting. But like, if you drink caramel flavoring, does it sound? Does it taste acidic? Well, it's the color. It's the color. Yeah. So why would it make it more acidic tasting? Does it react with the other things? That's just marketing BS. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so in the early nineties, there was a marketing fad called the clear craze, which equated clarity with purity. Ah. Uh, no racial undertones in that. <laughs> uh, this began or religious. With, right. This began with the introduction of ivory soap by dove, which had a marketing slogan of 99 and 44 hundredths percent pure adapted from its classic milky solution. Um, the hell? Yes. Crystal. Well, that was ivory soap. Uh, Crystal Pepsi was marketed as a caffeine free clear alternative to normal colas. Ew! Why? Yeah. Why would you take the caffeine out as well? Uh, diet craze. Uh, That's another thing we haven't gone over, like Atkins and all that. Uh, its marketing slogan was, you've never seen a taste like this. Get it? Because it's clear. Did they hire you to write their slogans, Andrew? <laughs> Listen, I enjoy a good pun, but mm-hmm. like, that doesn't even hardly make any damn sense. You can't see taste. <laughs> Unless you're taking acid. <laughs> or caramel color. The chair dissolved into a hundred snakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and so how so so crystal pepsi still on the market then or oh yeah right next to tab and uh surge yeah uh pepsi free um sorry i'm just going through my back to the future do you now do you snort crystal pepsi or do you smoke it in a pipe uh i believe you rip it from a bong okay 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 uh, but yeah, it, it lasted from 92 to 94 uh, with a brief re-release in the mid 2010s, which I really vaguely, I vaguely remember that and wondered why the hell we were doing that again. Uh, mostly because I didn't remember doing it the first time. I also think that this uh, like prompted the Pepsi versus Coke take taste test, but I have no like factual backing for that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I thought we'd finish out with Barney and friends while you're still alive. The big you, friendly purple dinosaur. Yes. You remember Barney. I remember Barney. Finally, it's something we could both talk about. Uh, yes. My, sorry. My head feels like it's going to implode. That's why I'm kind of. No worries. No worries. Um, Barney and friends is an American children television series targeted at young children aged two to seven Created by Cheryl Leach, uh, it premiered on PBS on April 6, 92. Features the title character of Barney, a purple anthropomorphic Tyrannosaurus Rex. He's he's a doll, if I remember correctly. Why did they go with a vicious carnivore? This was pre-Jurassic Park. True. Um, So that was probably the most recognizable dinosaur uh, back then. Um, who can what face if he just, What if he just ate a child whole? Plus, plus he's the easiest one to, to, to be bipedal. Um, right. True. Uh, they also had two more. He like, he had two friends. He had the green dinosaur and I know it's not bebop because that's an Ninja Turtles character. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Barney's friends. I, I remember the green dinosaur. He, he has a, a, Oh, baby bop. I was close. Um, and then apparently there's BJ, which looks like an orange version of they're both triceratops. I want to say there was just something weird about like nineties kids shows with foam characters. Like they had this sort of like 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, they would like waddle when they walked. Uh, it was like coming off of like the, the Muppets era, Jim Henson uh, puppeteering. So everything was like very animated and um, they, they always like, made you sing a song. Kid shows have gotten a lot more worse or better savvy. Like they're, they're better. They're better production value. Are they though? Some of them are really horrendous, but uh, I mean, I keep uh, HBO Max, Sesame Street's like somewhere in, like in the corner, and I pass by it every once in a while. I'm like, should I just click on it to see what non-public funded Sesame Street looks like? I'm I'm currently still a big fan of the show Bluey, which I've talked to you about before. Super yes. fun, good like for adults, good for ago. kids. Um, that's the the Kiwi one. The, the no, Zealander. it's Australian. Australian. I'm sorry to our Australian listeners. Um, yeah, Bluey. I don't know. I I think I watched that once and wanted it's, to bang my head against the table. No, it's fun. It's kid. But the kids to, like it. The adults like it. To be fair, I would also feel the same about going back and watching Barney or probably Thomas the Tank Engine or Lamb yeah, Chop. Barney or, just feels like you're getting dumber when you're watching it. Like it just I feels very you, yeah. You uh, like? Do you remember the schoolyard uh, version? No. Where it would be? I love you. You love me. Let's hang Barney from a tree. Oh dear. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with children. Obviously, a lot of things, especially in the nineties. Uh, but that's that's how I remember the song going. Um. I, I honestly. Like I watched Barney religiously, uh, for, like from two to four, probably. And I'm looking at pictures. This is nightmarish. And I could not remember uh, the next part after "I love you, you love me." Like just in my head is let's let's. Did you know that Demi Lovato is in season eight of Barney? No, <laughs> but I would believe you if you said that. According to the Google images search, I just did. She is. I mean, just on the Google page, it says Selena Gomez was Gianna in an episode. No idea who Selena Gomez is. No. Yes. What? Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, what a, what a show, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I recall liking it. When well, was there always a thing about people saying like Barney was gay too? Wasn't that a thing that came up? No, I thought those Teletubbies. Oh, really? I, mean, I guess that makes sense. I always, I, from a young age, I always thought that he and Bebop had a thing going on. Uh, oh, everything I'm typing about Barney being gay oh, is coming up with how I met your mother. References. Baby, baby Bob. Oh, nice. Neil Patrick Harris. It's his, on our recording date. It's his 18 year anniversary of meeting his husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, we follow them on the name. nineties Instagram account, but, uh, Oh, oh. I hate the internet sometimes. Yeah. Rule 34 probably made it happen. Oh, uh, <laughs> I gotta turn that off. And that's it for this week's episode of the 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Uh, check the episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly and see if you recognize the song To Be With You by Mr. Big. I did. Uh, did you? I, yep. I was um, 
passing a McPlant. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namey90s with 90s or on our personal account at Bishwitting at Namey Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Namey90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, Namey90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Big Purple Dinosaur, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, and not iHeartRadio, just iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we'll catch you, Purple Dinosaur. Yeah, apparently the guy who played Barney is now like into tantric sex or something. That's what I was reading on this like one conspiracy website. Do you just fall into that one day or do you have to stretch into it?